Namaste, everyone, and welcome to the Jai Bhakti Yoga podcast, where we share information on all things yoga, Ayurveda, and well-being lifestyle. I am excited to share these resources, insights, interviews, and so much more as we grow together on this wonderful journey of well-being. I am your host, Christina Andrini, founder of Jai Bhakti Yoga Foundation and JBYU School of Yoga and Ayurveda. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our blog on Tumblr, as well as to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all the fun social media channels where we share some of the tips and insights and resources from our podcast and vice versa on here. Now let's go ahead and begin with today's episode. Hello and welcome. So we are continuing on our journey of higher states of consciousness, and we are experiencing this through uh, paradigm shifts a lot of the time. And so I want to welcome those of you back that are joining us. Welcome our friends. Welcome Krista and Inner Human. Um, this is a really wonderful topic because it's something that deals with how we utilize yoga as a whole in navigating through the different areas of our bodies, our minds, and what we come to know as our inner being, or this would be that spirit within. And in this essence, we utilize yoga mainly as a gateway. It is part of a moving meditation that gives us the embodiment of what it's like to attain and reach higher states of consciousness or transcendental consciousness. This can also mean taking ourselves through a place where we're discovering inner peace and what it means to just kind of be understanding and finding acceptance for many and all things as a whole. It doesn't mean that we're indifferent or that we are practicing any aversions because that would that would lead to something very different. And yet it would also lead back to the same. And we're going to get to that later on in this topic. I'm going to let you know that I'm going to be noticing some of you are going to be popping in and out. And that's completely fine because today's topic is pretty intense and it's really um, a little bit longer than I expected it that I would um, intended it to be. So I'm going to thank you in advance for those of you that are going to be on for quite a bit today. And the topic today is also really sensitive for many because it has a lot to do with embracing glorified consciousness or what we call God consciousness. And in that space of beingness, in that space of wholeness, we begin to discover something so much more than ourselves. And that is the beauty of what we come to embrace and know as God consciousness, or this is the space that goes beyond the cosmic consciousness of who we are as a whole. And in the past, we've been talking about the different states of consciousness in the former, in the past blogs and in the podcast, so that you are becoming very much more aware of the waking, dreaming, sleeping states of our first um, states of consciousness here on tangible surface plane. And then we go into the space of transcendental consciousness, which is where these emerge when we're sitting in meditation. You can consider this as like our small self, who we are, who we identify with, our roles, and it comes to meet our 
big self, the big S. That's the one that we are witnessing everything that we are doing behind these eyes, what's going going on inside of ourselves. And in that space, these two merge together. And when they become merged together and we are in this, excuse me, permanent space of that state, that's known as cosmic consciousness. And that's known as when everything is as it is. And we begin to accept things for as they are. We are still able to have a discernment. Hi, my friend. Hi, Krista. Camarillo. And we begin to find this discernment. And that's part of the Purusha, which we're going to get to in a second. But when we're in the state of cosmic consciousness, we begin to notice um, that we have more of a mother-like love to everything around us. And, and that also I'm speaking in masculine form as well, a mother-like love. Okay. And that means that you can, or a father-like love. Okay. So that you love unconditionally. And this begins to come into the fullness of our heart, the fullness of our heart space, the fullness of who we are. And as we live in essence of being in this permanent state of cosmic consciousness, ultimately what ends up happening is that the heart begins to overflow. And it's almost like finding this beautiful sunset or sunrise and you just, you join and you unify with it in a way. And then you come into a space of just really appreciating and accepting everything for all of its pure beauty. And this is what we call God consciousness. And this is the space that we're going to be focusing on today. And then um, in the coming weeks, we'll be going deeper into unity consciousness. But this week, we are going to be focusing on God consciousness because this one is a sensitive topic for a lot of people. And what's important to understand is that the sensitivity of this topic is really how we are digesting this information from when we begin our journey to where we are being experienced or exposed to as we continue the progress and the progression of this journey and of this state. So as you're all popping in and out today and um, listening in to a couple of what we're talking about today, we're talking about a pretty hard topic of higher states of consciousness. And this is known as the glorified state or God consciousness. It is something that will bring up some information for you, some sensations for you to explore. And it's something I'd like to hear back from as well. You can email me, you can message me here. Um, and then that way we can have some conversations more about that and what comes up for you. But today we are focusing on embracing God consciousness and a hard topic for many to appreciate, but one that goes, that opens the gates beyond the essence of being with a capital B. So the essence of that self with a capital S within the seer, the Rishi, the witness. And it is, it is for the faint of heart, but it's also for those that are full of heart and it's it's the skill in action. And this is what we call yoga and yoga. This goes beyond the asana. Um, it's our separation from that bondage. And as we dive deeply into this knowledge today, I'm going to be reading to you from my blog that I wrote, uh, cause it's just, it was really profound for me and I hope and that it inspires and it is profound for you. And so today we're embracing God consciousness. We're taking ourselves in through the higher states and we are, we're utilizing yoga as a method for this wisdom to her tuning 
to turning and tuning. I am very tongue twisted today, <laughs> but for turning our attention inward to transform intellectual knowledge into a direct experience, a direct experience, which is the highest form of knowledge. And that's going to take us into the Vade. And we'll be talking about some of the Vedic texts today as we open up this conversation. Like I said, it is a longer one. So you're popping in and out today. I am fully appreciative of your presence. And so we're going to give a listen, meditate on this wisdom, allow what resonates with you to settle and what doesn't to just float onward. No, no worries. Let it just roll off the back like water off a duck's back. I love that phrase. So I discovered the source of knowledge at a nearby Assembly of God Church or a new Assembly of God Church back in Florida that has a really power, powerful spirit-filled sanctuary that it moved me, it moved me to tears. And it was there that I fell to my knees, consumed with a flood of emotion that stripped something away so intensely. I can like feel it. I remember it really well when I'm when I'm reading this story. Um, but I can feel it so intensely that I felt a peace that surpassed all understanding. And it just like came over me like a wave, just like washing over. It was it was so powerful. And it, and it just like, it took something away. Like it just stripped it away. Like it just, whatever it was, it was just so, um, alleviating, freeing, liberating. And I dedicated my life at that moment to becoming a devotee to God or God consciousness and seeing God direct my path effortlessly and life begin its process of sorting itself out which naturally led me to yoga, which became the integration of finding God's stillness within. And we'll learn about this as we discover also the other talk that we had, I believe it was last week on paradigms and what we believe and what we are exposed to, what we grow up believing versus what we begin to ascend and evolve into believing and things begin to change. And so that's part of this process of our evolution and of our growth is that who we were yesterday is not who we are today. And who we are right now is not who we're gonna be later on tonight. And who we are tonight is not necessarily gonna determine who we are tomorrow, blessed be when tomorrow and if it does come. And so if we are being influenced by a particular paradigm, that could be dangerous. And I get this from Dr. Collins, from Maharishi International University in the Science and Technology of Consciousness course, because I, and I say this from the sense of the identity of who I am, felt that this not only hinders personal and spiritual growth, but it also taints the relationship with discovering the true self, which with the capital S we talked about, and the one truth or the absolute or wholeness of source or the seed of source or truth. The paradigm I was taught to believe originally is that God is in everything, but the only way to reach God was through Christ, as it says in the Bible. And it says there, um, John 4, 16, many of you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, which made it very hard to live freely. When I felt I was more confined to this paradigm and under a microscope, which limited my depth of understanding to a merely superficial level, 
I was curious about Christ and why only through him, if God is in everything to include us uniquely and the kingdom of God within and being made in the image of Christ, how do I embody this Christ-like way of living? And this was something that was a very challenging paradigm to live and understand for quite some time. It also rose the question for how am I to embody God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, if they are all one, and yet I have to live according to a set of these, these boundaries within these a vast expansion of knowledge. It was very hard and challenging for me at the time. I understand all states of consciousness have their natural laws within, within each state, but how does one put boundaries on the boundless? That's what we're going to get into today. This paradigm shifted me when I began my journey and yoga. Um, and in my journey of yoga, it's when I started to really understand what it meant to be Christ-like. And it is best to it is best to practice this with a peace within yourself. That is the first, is to be at peace within yourself, to love unconditionally, and to forgive. And this starts with forgiving anything that you need to forgive for yourself, and to have a profound acceptance in evolving into what is understood to be this unity consciousness and allowing all of this to melt into one another in a field of profound union. That's just so beautiful. The true knowledge of yoga is recognizing then that it's more than just an asana, but it's a way of life. It's a way of life. It's a state. Yoga is a state of connection with your true self, which is the self with a capital S. It is to be at peace with others and also to be at peace with your one self. This is your peace as a whole in joining the mind, body, and heart. Okay. This is to love all beings and beings being with a capital B as you love yourself. To sit and be still. To sit and be still. Psalm 46 and 10. And this is listening to God. So this is where we dive a little bit more now into the God consciousness because it is fulfilling so many beautiful experiences within our beingness. And so as you are navigating through the information today and going back to listen a couple of things over, take note of the true knowledge of yoga, because this is why this practice is so profound and so global because so many people are discovering what it's like to take the dive within themselves and really truly create those healthy boundaries again so that they can remove the old to make make path for the new make way for the new and so as <clears throat> prayer excuse me as prayer is the way we commune with God and meditation is our way of listening to God. So this is where we're sitting and we're being still. During a yoga class, and this is like one of my stories, a, a personal story for me, my instructor Moses Love of I Love Yoga Brain and Apparel, it's a studio in Florida, said, if you can't see God in all things, then you can't see God at all. 
And I took that so powerfully because it's recognizing that God is in, in all things and all beings. So how are we embracing that within the highest? It's something to keep in mind when we are growing in our beingness. We see God in all things, yet are we truly opening ourselves up to seeing God in all things? And this is where, remember, we talked about the waking, dreaming, sleeping state. That is who we are, the identity that we are identifying ourselves with, and the higher self of of ourselves, the witness, the purusha, that little being that sits in the center of the heart, that sees everything that's going on, is a part of everything that's going on, but yet it's a spirit, it's with a capital I, is what's seeing everything that you are doing, that you are enacting in this like higher state of being. You're connected to this desire, which is that purusha that's flowing through you and becoming like manifest. That is what that is. And so as we're discovering that God consciousness, that higher state that's taking us beyond where where we want to experience ourselves to start with, this is where Moses really brought to light that for me because it was like looking at a forest and it's harmony and diversity. There's so many different plants and so many different types of soil. There's so many elevations. The sun hits it in so many different ways, but yet everything is, everything is. And so if you can't see God in all things, then you can't see God in all. So, you know, if you can't see God in the bad, then it's kind of like saying, hey, the sun doesn't shine on the bad. So there's like the shadow, it's overshadowed. So consider that also as something to ponder because the sun doesn't pick and choose where it wants to shine. God doesn't love or pick and choose who he wants to love. And I just utilize he as in a generic form of saying the source, you know, what we call God or what we call source or what we call divine essence or Brahman, Atman. And so thinking about that, the absolute or may take on a paradigm, which I tend to lean towards this paradigm. So this is where it gets really tricky. It's kind of like a kicker because you're thinking about not attaching to a paradigm. So if we are believing in this particular idea of God consciousness and the, and the space of growth within that space, then who's to say, obviously somebody else might think differently. And are we to defend that and create paradigm blindness or are we to just accept it and be in our wholeness and our fullness? And that's kind of the intention of what this God consciousness is about. So let's continue. The absolute or my take on a paradigm I lean towards is that the Trinity dwells inside the human as the source of being. What we consider our soul self our higher capital S self. And I see this reflected in a myriad of religions from Brahma to Vishnu to Shiva in Hinduism. And then thinking about it, God, Christ and spirit in Christianity and the supernal triad within Kabbalah's tree of life and Kether. And as like the divine consciousness then you have in the Chukum, and then Chukma, the son in relation to Kether as is as its father, 
It is the active male principle of existence. And Bina, that embodies the primal female energies, to name a few. Okay. I realized that in order to live a fulfilling and free and love-filled life, one must discover the Christ-like trinity of consciousness that is the spirit living within. It is the spirit living within. So it is not an external being that is based on conditions because God loves unconditionally. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi calls this way of living in the fullness of life, in the fullness of life, God consciousness. This you'll read in his book, The Science of Being and Art of Living. And this is where I found that this was like a way that I came to embody this paradigm because it is through what we call the Transcendental Meditation Program, the TM meditation technique, you really find the space of clarity where you can begin to ascend into the states of God consciousness and touch it and see it and feel it and experience it. But yet have we found a way to study it scientifically, but we're on a cusp for it. And I did have challenges at first with this experience. It was not easy but it was interesting. I found it challenging to support traditional science when it came to God consciousness, because as Dr. Collins states, scientific research doesn't really have a lot to say about God. So scientists tend to shy away from believing in God because they don't have any scientific evidence for it. If scientists are known to test and test and test some more or or you know they like to test and test and test us to reveal a conclusion that would um i want to say it that would it, it would just not infuse any subjective basis that's kind of like what i want to say there because it, it it's it's more of a bias not a basis I correct myself, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but the very, the very instilling of this was there was just not a lot of <laughs> tongue twister validity um, or confidence to their claim, and so that that was kind of what held me held me back from valuing it too much, and it reminds me of this comment that my professor had said in a really lighthearted way, but, but you could hear like the undertone to it. And it just, he said, I'm going to paraphrase it. I'm probably going to butcher it too, but I'm just going to paraphrase it here. Science cannot detect or measure a thought. So this is a pretty basic level in regards to consciousness. It's quite brilliant, really. If it is unable to be proven, then simply one can conclude that it doesn't exist. And so as I see it, if scientists can't even trust their own conclusions or make an effort to explore the depths of consciousness via other areas of investigation to study, which was their objective and traditional ways and methods to test those findings and the findings being the states of consciousness that we live in scientifically, which is why I kind of preluded to this earlier, because we can actually prove our connectedness to cosmic consciousness 
but we are still working on ways to elevate ourselves to understand God consciousness and even past God consciousness, unity consciousness, kind of like when we immerse back into the ocean and we outlive our vessels that we occupy. So I know we have um, a bit that we're going to connect with next week because this week there's a lot to take in for just understanding this, but I do, I do want to explore leaving you all with, with understanding that I kind of see this, I kind of see this as if scientists can't even trust their own conclusions or make an effort to explore the depths of consciousness via other areas of their investigations to study. It's like trying to trust someone in a relationship when they don't even trust themselves. And then they project that insecurity on others to believe without any substance. So keep that in mind. Um, We are going to dive in a little bit more deeper next week into God consciousness and truly embracing it. But give this a listen this week and specifically think about the space of in prayer, that is our way of connecting to God and talking to God. But in meditation, that's our way of listening to God. So give that a listen, give that a think and understand that it's okay to float forward and it's okay to move forward and not become attached to a paradigm and give yourself the permission to grow into these new and higher states of evolution or what we call consciousness because how we see the world is the state of consciousness that we're in so keep that in mind as you're diving into this material these last few weeks and also in the coming weeks So much love, y'all. And I hope to hear from you soon. Um, Check us out here every Monday where we come here live to chat about these incredible topics that we discover through the essence and the art of yoga and Ayurveda and all things wellness. And also giving you the opportunity to join us in our free membership. If you're uh, curious about diving into more information and resources that we have for you, go over to jbyfnola.org and take on that free resource library. It's kind of more of like a free membership and you just go in there and watch some of the videos. There's uh, access to these podcasts, which is on the jbyfnola.org site. And these podcasts are scheduled out for you to go back and listen to uh, at your convenience, as well as all the blogs that go along with each of these podcasts so that you have information at your fingertips and research and resources to keep your consciousness flowing and your yoga, your unity of being and self expanding. Namaste all. And thank you so much. Much love. Bye. Thank you all so much for participating in today's wonderful podcast. As always, it's such a joy and an honor to share in the space with all of you and hold the space together as a collective. I invite you to support my life's work on Teachable. For those of you that would like continuing education units, Teachable will be 
the go-to for your membership. I'm looking forward to growing together and meeting you all. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram and introduce yourself. I would love to follow you back and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free classes that are posted weekly. Looking forward to our next chat together and I'll see you online, in person, in an immersion or on this podcast. See you soon. From my heart to yours, much love and namaste.